0: That's where it's important as parents to agree to have the talk with each other before you have the talk with a kid. And you don't decide how you're going to correct behavior in the moment when you're frustrated. You need to sort of seek wise counsel, come to agreement. Okay, What is our unified front? Because what children will do, they will have a divide and conquer strategy and they'll try to play mom against dad and dad against mom. And what that does, that starts to break the marriage. And all of a sudden the division with the child leads to the division in the marriage. And so, so you could think that this is a parenting question. Ultimately, if it's not rightly answered, it becomes a marriage problem. All right, Mark and Grace here with the Real Marriage Podcast. Thanks for sending in your questions. We're doing a few episodes where We're just uh, answering questions. Uh, this is from one person. I'm sure none of you have ever struggled with this. So <laughs> pray for this one outlier. It seems like mom and dad don't fully agree on how to discipline the child. Did we have this issue? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about your errors and how I corrected them. (laughs) Um, What should I do if my husband and I disagree on how to discipline our kids? This happens all the time. You get married, you have a kid, and you don't agree on what to do with the kid, especially when the kid is being naughty.
1: (laughs) Well, first you have to look at and be willing to examine how you were raised because usually we either mimic the discipline or lack of discipline that we received as a child, or we overreact to the discipline or lack of discipline. So if that your we parents
0: were disciplining in anger and mm-hmm. harsh and mean-spirited, they're like, I'm not going to discipline my kids. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, yeah. then, you know, just. Just let the uh, government know that terrorists are coming. You know, it's just <laughs> a matter of time. On the flip side, if the parents were overly permissive and kind of got Didn't to do whatever care. you want, then the kid oftentimes gets in harm's way. Bad things happen. And they're like, my kids need more structure because if you just let your kids do what they want, they hurt themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So it does um, reveal mm-hmm. whether we've healed and learned from our parenting of origin, family of origin experience. Mm-hmm. What else?
1: Um once you've kind of talked through that and if there's fears... Should you talk about there, that
0: in front of the kid? No. No. Okay, just to clarify.
1: No, this is all preface learning as a parent. And if you aren't willing to learn and grow as a parent, Parenting's that's going to be... be yeah, it's going to be rough. So um, we don't all have all the answers going into parenting, even if we think we do. Um, and so we really need to discuss these things along the way. So once you've kind of discussed, okay, this is where... I have fears or this is where I felt like my parents erred. Um and you don't want to do that then together come together and talk about ways that you want to discipline, the ways that you want to direct your kids if you have a strong-willed child strong will isn't always bad. It needs to be directed. Sometimes it can just be naughty and sinful and constant, but other times it's, they're trying to be, trying to express themselves, trying to figure out who they are. And so we need to direct that as a parent and not just always come down hard on that. Um, so understanding like, okay, how, what type of parenting do you want? Well, biblically. The Lord disciplines those He loves, so we do need to discipline our kids.
0: But uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here, and this is where you'll start to sense how we <laughs> had a little difficulty early in our marriage. We're fully healed now, so that's good to report. <laughs> but um, the Lord disciplines those He loves. That's in Proverbs, quoted again, I think, in Hebrews. And what tends to happen is the grace-based parent will tune up the second half of the verse, uh, which is loving the child. The law based parent will tend to dial up the first half, right. the discipline the child. Right. And in that verse is kind of the distinction between law based parenting and mm-hmm. grace based parenting. Mm-hmm. Law based parenting is discipline the child, you know, and the grace based parenting is you discipline the child that you delight you in. You delight in. Mm-hmm. Meaning you love them, you make memories with them, you have fun with them, they know that they're a blessing. Yes. And most of your time is enjoying one another. And when their behavior is astray, it's correcting them, not just to control them, but to get back to enjoying them. Yes. So if it was between law and grace-based parenting, usually what happens when there's a difference or a disagreement in the marriage, one parent is a little more law, one is a little more grace, one is a little more discipline, one is a little more enjoy and love the child.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what we struggled with. And I think both of us needed to understand that there was healthy discipline, but it needs to be done in the context of enjoying them and loving them. And the child needs to know that first and foremost, the correction will come a lot easier when the child knows without a shadow of a doubt that you love them and are only disciplining them because you do love them and want good for them, just like the Heavenly Father does for us.
0: And so that, that again, that verse in Proverbs and Hebrews, the child that you delight in. Mm-hmm. So if the child knows you love me, we have fun together, you know, a lot of life is great. And when I am in trouble, that's atypical, unusual and I need to get back into the place where we can enjoy life and relationship together. What happens to a child if this a question if you're disciplining them, but they don't really believe that you love and enjoy and like them and have their best interests at heart that you find them more of an annoyance or an inconvenience or a disappointment?
1: um I mean, you can exacerbate them. You can actually cause bitterness in your child's heart and hardness of their heart um, and cause more rebellion because a child that doesn't think that they're loved oftentimes acts out more to try and somehow think that they'll be loved through being noticed even if they're, they're naughty. Yeah. And so it actually does the opposite of of what we want if we're doing it out of anger or just constantly out of frustration, um, if we're not returning to the part about actually loving our child. and And I definitely struggled with that in the beginning. I had, you know, Five kids close together. Five kids, well, every two years. But I mean, even in the first three kids, I found myself really struggling with okay, that can't keep happening because then there were repercussions from that. And I would I had a lot of fears in my discipline because I could see if you keep doing that, that will lead to, you know, you're gonna be in prison or something. You know, like I would go to worst case scenario instead of just being with the child in that moment and helping them understand where their actions could lead or that it's harming them or someone else, I didn't do a good job of understanding where their hearts were and then trying to instruct.
0: Well, and that's where it's important as parents to agree to have the talk with each other before you have the talk with a kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: And you don't decide how you're going to correct behavior in the moment when you're frustrated. You need to sort of seek wise counsel, right. come to agreement. Okay, what is our unified front? Because what children will do they will have a divide and conquer strategy and they'll try to play mom against dad and dad against mom. Mm-hmm. And what that does, that starts to break the marriage. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the division with the child leads to the division in the marriage. Nice. And so so you can think that this is a parenting question ultimately, if it's not rightly answered, it becomes a mm-hmm. marriage problem. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the difference between correcting a child and punishing a child? because sometimes that's the issue. Two parents see what is happening as mm-hmm. very different
1: mm-hmm. yeah, well, punishing a child, they don't feel loved. They feel like you are acting out on them and you actually don't love them. whereas correcting, you love them enough to redirect and show them the better way that you know you know out of wisdom or that the Lord has through the scriptures. Um, but for me, I What happened when I recognized that difference was I was frustrated and upset talking, you know, not at their level, speaking down to them, and I caught my face in the mirror. I was angry and annoyed, and I caught my face in the mirror and saw that my child was looking at this angry face that was not loving and nurturing and corrective. It was more punishment, and so when I saw that, I thought, that is, that's horrifying to think that, and I I mean, I'm, I think that we all have those times as parents where we're just really frustrated and angry, and in a moment we respond in, out of our emotion instead of pausing and saying, I need a moment before we talk this I through. I think there's
0: something there, honey. I, I think there's something there that is really profound and could be helpful, and that is when the kids drive you crazy, mm-hmm. and I didn't say if, <laughs> right, before you, you know, Go speak to them. Maybe go look in the mirror and just ask, okay, wh- what,
1: what is are it they bringing seeing? up in me? Like, mm-hmm. okay,
0: because, um, you know, if I have anger, if I have uh, vengeance mm-hmm. in my eyes, mm-hmm. uh, the kid is going to see this as punishment, not correction. Mm-hmm. It's to control me or hurt me, not to help me. Yeah. And so sometimes you need to go meet with the Lord. Yep. As his child...
1: Sometimes we need a timeout before we give our kids a timeout.
0: Yeah. Out. And so it's, I need to go meet with my father so mm-hmm. he can get his kid right.
1: Calm me down. Before give I can me some go piece. meet
0: with our kid and mm-hmm. get them right. And so mm-hmm. what happens in parenting, it's so frustrating how God uses it to disciple <laughs> you. Um, but all of a sudden you realize I'm not just a parent, I'm also a child. Mm-hmm. And unless I go meet with my father, I'm not going to be ready to meet with my child.
1: And honestly, kids are are usually mimicking something we've said or done. And so it brings conviction when our kids disobey because we probably just did the same thing. And it's a reminder of how how we appear to the Lord and how He's wanting to correct us out of His love for us. And so it should just bring us to a place of humility, honestly. As parents, we have to be teachable and we have to be willing to see, okay, you know what? I just did that. And I'm sorry that I modeled that for you. And let's both work on not doing that because that's not helpful for our relationship. It's not helpful for life. Um, and I think we just are, if we are humbled by um, parenting and disciplining our kids, we're in a good place because God can use that and he'll help teach us how to teach our kids. And usually
0: when there's a disagreement on how to discipline the kids, again, there's usually one parent that's more law-based yep. and the other that's more grace-based. Yep. And the grace-based parent is, well, I don't know. Did we, you know, did we set them up for success? You know, they 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 had a hard day. They've got the flu. You know, nobody's perfect. I, you know, let's pray over them. And the law-based parents like, no, their behavior needs to change. Mm-hmm. They need to think of others. So again, were you more law-based or grace-based?
1: I was more law-based.
0: You were more law-based, mm-hmm. even though your name is Grace. So mm-hmm. very confusing. And my initials are MAD, Mark Allen Driscoll. So my initials are MAD, and I'm the grace-based one, and grace is the law-based one. So our (laughs) poor kids were very confused by this. So for me, I know that I can be a big, intense personality, and I didn't want to be, you know, it says in the New Testament, to dads especially, don't be harsh with your kids and don't exasperate your kids, meaning the kids are like, gosh, it's, you know, it's just impossible to live with that dad He just, it's always something. I feel Mm -hmm. like he's wearing a striped shirt and a whistle and he's just the referee in my life always tell me what I did wrong. I didn't want to be that dad. Yeah. So the, the one thing I had to learn to do is I would literally squat down, um, to my kids eye level. I was an old catcher. I probably can't do it today, but I, uh, (laughs) because first and foremost, it's like, I'm over them. That's probably intimidating to them.
1: In and of itself, yeah.
0: And Jesus came down to get on eye level with us. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not a bad thing to get down. So I would squat down, look them in the eye. And I tried to have my face with the kids be loving and kind. And I would look at them and I would ask a series of questions like, okay, who loves you? You do, dad. Okay. And I'd ask my son stuff like, well, of every man on earth who's first in line that wants you to succeed, they'd say, you do, dad. And how do I feel about you? I'd ask these relational connecting questions to make sure that, you know, I was trying to connect before I would correct. Mm -hmm. They know that I love them before I try to correct them. And it's that discipline the children you delight in. I want to delight in them first. And... My daughters would just wreck me. I mean, my one one of our daughters, she, she'd look at me, she like, well, you love me as big as the sky and as deep as the ocean. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're probably not getting disciplined today.
1: <laughs> and then came the issues with the difference of discipline. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and then I would tell the kids, okay, here's what you did. And you need to go repent, apologize for whatever you did. And if you do this, I'm going to need to correct you. I'm going to need to discipline you cuz sometimes what happens with a kid you know what they did but they don't know what they did mm-hmm. and yeah, so we've all seen kids they got disciplined they're like what the heck I don't yeah. even like, <laughs> what, what did I do I know? it's like so you got to <laughs> instruct before you correct yes. and so I tell them okay here's what you did this was wrong you need to apologize repent if it happens again I'm going to have to discipline you and so I'd always tell them you have two choices you can obey me or I can discipline you and then you can obey me mm-hmm. I tried to make the choices very clear <laughs> We had one kid, one kid. He's always like, yeah, you're going to need to discipline me. i be like, really? I just told you how to avoid discipline was through obedience and repentance. And you've chosen discipline. Yeah. Doing better today. Yes. But, um, but I was more grace-based. You were more law-based. And where that caused tension in our marriage, the kids would play one against the other. So when the kids would sin, they would come to me but when they were sinned against they would go to you <laughs> go get mom <laughs> um and then sometimes we would disagree in front of the kids and you'd be like you need to discipline I'd be like well I'm, let me I don't know and so they i think we got better at it mm-hmm. just in time for the kids to graduate yeah, um, totally. <laughs> you know but let me ask you this too part of where we had some of our disagreement on the correction of the child um was we had to come to an agreement about the difference between a sin and a mistake. Mm-hmm. So maybe explain that as our, our
1: yeah, kind of we, last point. So we really had to have a lot of discussions about this because we were constantly frustrated with how each other would ham- mm-hmm. handle different situations. And so I had to be willing to see that I was wrong in, Or too law based, or looking at it wrong, or fearful, you had to be willing to see that no, this is an issue. And it's not just the one time. Yeah, not just the one time that you saw it. Like, I've been dealing with this all day, kind of thing. So we really had to learn to talk about context as well, because we were in different contexts. You'd come home and you hadn't dealt with it all day. I was home and dealing with like, it all day.
0: Hey, I'm the fun dad. Yeah, fun exactly. dad's home.
1: And so you have to be willing to have a calm, prayerful, timely conversation about this before and after, and these things come up and not just in the middle and then get frustrated and be like, ugh, you know. And so we really, but for to answer your um, question
0: sins versus mistakes, it
1: was. Um, I've always lived in a fishbowl because I was a pastor's daughter. And so there's always that fear of man, people pleasing, that is just this pressure for kids um, in ministry. To be
0: good, to do right. Mm
1: -hmm. And then we're pastors, and so we have kids. And so I had to really pray about, okay, Lord, I don't want to discipline out of people-pleasing or an image that's, you know, our kids are supposed to be better because they're pastor's kids, which is crazy. That's a first and second nonsense. Yeah, they're they're born sinners, just like every other child. Um, And so I had to ask the Lord to really help me. And you pointed out at one point that I was disciplining them for a mistake, thinking, oh, but someone's seeing it and they might think it's, you know, sin. It was crazy what my head would spin around with. And so I really had to stop and go, okay, Lord, I need to know and be able to acknowledge when they're sinning. If they're just making a mistake, I don't need to come down on them and have this major discipline thing. I need to just laugh it off and be willing to go, okay, bummer I made a mistake. And so that they didn't feel like everything but they the did. Kids was... Mistakes
0: cause a lot of work for mom. It does. Yeah. So one of the kids is like trying to make dinner and spills it all mm-hmm. over, you know, the entire kitchen. And it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a mess. But, but it's a mistake. But it's a mistake. And what I'll say here, um, so for my theological neat nitpick nerd friends, I'm going to say something that will probably cause you to jump on the internet and call me a heretic, which is fine. <laughs> but think about it. And um, I said this in a sermon some years ago, and I think it was Huffington Post blew me up for it. But here, here's the deal. When Jesus was a little boy and he was growing up, It says in Luke 2 that he grew in wisdom, stature, and favor, meaning he grew. Yep. So he was learning and developing as we are. So he set aside the continual use of his divine attributes, Mm -hmm. and he chose to humble himself and live as we do and to grow as we do. Question, did Jesus commit any sins? Answer, no. no. Question, did Jesus learn some things through trial and error?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes,
0: that's what it means to grow. Mm -hmm. So when they handed Jesus his first bike, did it have no training wheels? (laughs) He went down to the BMX track, won every single race, and could do backflips for the first time riding his bike. (laughs) Probably not.
1: Yeah, when Uh, he learned to walk, he had to. Yeah, when he was when he was a
0: little kid, do you think he ever fell down? Yeah. When he was drinking something out of a glass, do you think he ever spilled some? That's what kids do. Mm -hmm. And we tend to think of Jesus as perfect. And of course he is morally perfect, but he's also human. And it's not a sin to be a human. Mm -hmm. And if you're disciplining your children for their humanity, you are exacerbating and frustrating them. The very thing that the New Testament warns against. And I forget this. We were at at a Red Robin. I'll close with this story. It's a burger chain um, you know, we go get milkshakes and bottomless fries if you don't have one in your area. And we were sitting at the table, and next to us was another family, and mom and dad were on their phone and kind of ignoring their kids. And the waitress, who is obviously single, brought over like, I don't know, orange pop or something for one of the kids. And rather than putting it in a sippy cup with a lid. Or a
1: lid cup. You yeah. know, a lid
0: cup, every parent knows this is this is necessary, they brought it in the big you know, glass that was sweating from the ice and all wet. Well, if you are a parent for more than 15 minutes, you don't have to be a prophet to predict what's going to (laughs) happen next. The kid is going to spill their drink. And so what happened was the kid was picking up the glass that was way too big and didn't have a lid on it. And it was sweating from the ice and it slipped through their hands. And they're like, oh, no. And it hit the table and it spilled on mom and dad. Okay, true or false. That's very frustrating for mom and dad to be wearing orange pop. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, very frustrating. And then the dad disciplined the child. And the kids at our table looked at me and they were very upset. And they said, quote, that wasn't a sin. That was a mistake.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's an accident.
0: in addition... The waitress had a mistake. Mom and dad weren't paying attention, didn't order a cup with a lid. So pretty much everybody in this mm-hmm. scenario made a mistake, mm-hmm. but only the child got disciplined. Mm-hmm. And the kids looked at me, they're like, you shouldn't get disciplined for a mistake. I was like, no. So a mistake can be frustrating. Yeah. A, a mistake can be an inconvenience. A mistake can drive you crazy. But
1: it's not intentional. But it's not a sin. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's human. Mm-hmm. And kids are gonna do things. I mean, we had a kid who was growing up; they were a klutz. They just fall over and break things. Yeah. And it it wasn't like they'd been drinking or <laughs> you know out you know marauding as a pirate and came back with vertigo. They just fell over, and yeah. it, it's like I'm not gonna discipline you for being a wobbly kid.
1: That's come to find out, they needed glasses. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. So these would be some categories. Is it a sin? Is it a mistake? Is one of you more law? Is one of you more grace? Is it done in correction for the betterment of the child? Is it done out of punishment and anger? Um, Are you connecting before you correct? Um, And in addition... Are you delighting in the child that you're Mm -hmm. disciplining or just disciplining the child so that they think that they're not a delight? We would encourage you to have these kinds of conversations. You have to come to agreement because otherwise you're going to greatly confuse the child. You're going to divide the marriage. And if you can agree, then I would say tap in a Christian counselor Mm -hmm. or a pastor Mm -hmm. and say, we're both going to present our case. You tell us what wise counsel would say. Absolutely. Okay. Father, thanks for the fact that you are our father and you parent us and the way that you parent us is the way you want us to parent our kids. And God, sometimes what we see when we go to parent our kids is that we have a misperception of you and how you parent us. And so we need a course correction for our misperception. I pray for unity and agreement for this couple. Mm -hmm. And God, I pray for all the couples that are listening, uh, that the raising of the children be a unifying and not dividing moment in the marriage in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.